It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're preparing our next Disney trips with a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, okay. Exciting. Yeah, I I definitely changed my calendar around a little bit. Yeah, Uh, I don't know if this is this the Royal we or are you are you personally planning a Disney trip? Because that's the thing that you do. So I don't know what to think right now. We'll talk about it. Uh, (laughs) We both got a chance to jump into the new Halo, which surprise dropped on Monday for everybody. Mm -hmm. The Spider-Man trailer is here, folks. It finally drops. Yes. We no longer have to guess, oh, will it be coming this week? We have heard it's coming this week. No, it was here. It was last week. And boy, howdy, do we have some words about it. So very (laughs) excited for this. Yeah, uh, this is episode 351, yes. and uh, my uh, uh, you know distracted self has been scrolling through TikTok for a while now, and I came across a video where somebody was saying, these things are surprisingly copywritten, uh-huh. and you might not know it. And in our intro, I say we love TV, movies, and superheroes. I didn't know the term superhero was trademarked, copywritten, whatever you want to call it, and it's shared between a... Uh, dc and marvel so i guess legally they're the only ones allowed to to use it but Mm -hmm. i I think like we can say it all right like just like how you can actually legally say super bowl like no one's gonna come sue you but i don't think you're allowed to like put it on like flyers and marketing materials but who knows we could have been uh infringing on uh these uh these very companies that we talk about for the last 351 episodes but yeah i just wanted to put that out into the world uh we're criminals that and that gives us more street cred you know well i, I hate to shoot you down but um since since i went to to marketing school i had to go through copyright classes and we're actually Fair use, Mike. Uh, I hate to tell you, we're not criminals. We're not rebels. Put away your jacket. Get rid of your tattoos. Uh, especially that teardrop I know you're getting underneath your eye right now. Uh, <laughs> well, also, we're really bad criminals because I think occasionally criminals like make uh, money. And that's the one <laughs> thing this podcast does not no. do. So no one can say yeah. that we're using the term for financial gain. That's for yeah, sure. The, criminals get going to be in the news. And uh, we've not gotten that far Yet. We just talk about the news. We we don't we don't get in it. We just talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're only like a month away from being through two full presidential terms of the show, right? Is that? Is oh, that yeah, that's true. Or starting year eight, one of the two. Mm. We're, we we have been here a long time, and um, we've been through at least one whole Spider-Man franchise at this rate. So that's fine. Um, I have to go ahead and uh, apologize if I'm a little little loopy. I just got in from Texas for work, and. Um, I was telling Mike this, our, uh, my flight was suddenly delayed uh, for 12 hours yesterday. So from six in the evening to six in the morning. Like that's not even like a delay anymore. Once yeah. once it goes into another calendar day, that's just like, no, we, we trashed your flight. We'll sell you a new one basically yeah. at the cost. Uh, but yeah, that you just, we're putting you on a different plane a different day. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I got some, some ra- weird sleep hours and a lot of, uh, a lot of Uber rides around to, to, <laughs> to stuff. So they love me. So I'm out of it. I, so, but with that, I have literally been out of town uh, for work this week. So I haven't got to do much. I did um, 
I shared this whole journey with Mike about going to a Bucky's for the first time. Bucky's. The only reason I know about Bucky's is mm. because it's like this. I know it's this iconic like store of sorts down. In, is it? It's is it just in Texas or is it the it's, Southwest it's, or it's, it's South? I, there's supposed to come one to Kentucky, but I think I know it's like South of probably the Mason Dixon. Gotcha. And there's a there's a few like YouTubers and social media personalities, you know, that are infatuated with Bucky's. And just mm-hmm. the mascot, because it's just this doofy looking. Is it a beaver? Is it a yeah, chipmunk? Did he, you ever get yeah, the he, down low on what it is? <laughs> he, um, there is a, in fact, a beaver tail on the merchandise, Mike. So oh, yes, okay, it's it a is in fact a beaver. And why would I know? Why... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say he's a rootin' tootin' rad beaver because he's got like a little red hat and everything. But oh yeah. But but you but you went there. I've only ever heard about it. You yeah. went there. I passed several. Um, I, for anyone who asked, yes, I ate at Whataburger. I love Whataburger. They also have In and Outs, but we did not stop there. Uh, they were only in the city. But we went to Buc- Bucky's. If I was to describe one more, it's essentially like. The Costco of convenience stores, like gas stations. <laughs> so you walk in, it's everything. Everything you could want, everything you need. Bucky has a brand of everything. In the middle is like a little, um, it's a, it's, ha- it's like a, a big oval. Half of it's desserts and the other half's making hot sandwiches. They slide out <laughs> on these racks to take and go. And then uh, one of the things I shared with Mike was the beef jerky deli case. Like it's a, oh my gosh. a like 30 foot of a deli case of various beef jerkies that they're apparently making in this, in this store. Uh, and then once you get past all the food, snacks, convenience store stuff, you get into th- one of the biggest um, merchandise sections of a store I've ever seen. If, if it <laughs> if you can put Bucky's face on it, by God, you can buy it. There. <laughs> They're putting the House of Mouse to shame. I mean, I, I feel like I've been in you know plenty of Disney gift shops, and you know you get a nice handful of Mickey, but like I swear they're slapping that beaver on mm. anything, right? Yeah, that's that that's things I would thought we'd never say on this podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, shirts, hats, uh, shot glasses wine glasses uh they have holiday themed ones there's thanksgiving ones there's christmas ones and then i came across uh a little golden treasure um <laughs> the bucky onesie mike uh, oh my that gosh it zips up in the front and even has a little bucky head with a hat uh for the hood that you pull over and um here i am in the middle of bucky's trying to find the right size for me uh i i'm literally putting these on i'm like in a pandemic i'm, I'm doing this in a in a in a gas station, um, and the employee, she was loving it. The lady helping us was <laughs> loving it. She's like, no one else would ever do this. We're like, yeah, we know. Uh, this is, She's this like, is very- nobody's buying these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I mean, I was like, you know, thank God, you know, uh, I will never see any of these people again. I'm like, oh, have you ever heard of TikTok? We can just upload the footage from the security cameras on there. I'm like, son of a bitch. So if you see <laughs> uh, me trying on a, a Bucky onesie in there, so I ended up buying it. And you know why I bought it? The only reason I bought it because Bucky's merchandise is the cheapest merchandise I've ever seen. That onesie <laughs> was $25, Mike. Had it been wow. any more, I probably would be like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to stuff this in my suitcase and explain it to airplane security why there's a huge uh bucky onesie in my my luggage but uh, i ended up buying it i said it all day as well when i got home uh today so uh <laughs> it's it's been an adventure i i definitely uh loved it i i enjoyed texas it was cold it was actually like 40 50 degrees when we were down there and you wouldn't think that about texas but um oh well um but i've i've been doing that literally all week uh and then with an extra 12 hour uh delay so i am just Completely out of it, and now, Mike, you ended up using your week 
instead to watch everything under the goddamn sun. I watched that everything you, that you have not <laughs> seen in the past like month or so. So yes, um, I will step up to the plate and I will fill in your very worn shoes from the last week, Chris. Uh, and I watched a little bit of everything. Uh, I'll go a little out of order because I know Chris here is looking at the show notes. Uh, but uh, on Tuesday was my birthday and I'm nice. at the age now where you don't disclose your age because you just don't want to look down the barrel it, of death it, anymore. He turned 21, <laughs> folks. He had his first alcoholic beverage Woo! this week. That's right. Uh, but I decided to celebrate my birthday. Usually how I do it is I go down to Disneyland. I think it's great. I hate planning my birthday. I don't hate celebrating it, but like, I feel like no effort should go into it. So like, I loved it cause I could just always do Disneyland every year, but like, I don't even know how to get like, I I'm, I'm overcomplicating it in my head, but there's like a new fast pass system. You have to like buy your ticket. And then you also have to like reserve a place to get into the park. And like, I just don't know how it's working and I just want the dust to settle. And that's when I'll go back to the park anyway um but so i was like let's just go back to the movies i'll catch some movies that i haven't seen and that'll kind of be uh my birthday treat so we went and watched the french dispatch and last night in soho uh from wes anderson and edgar wright and uh it was great to go back to the movies uh in the evening (laughs) even though it was on a monday and a tuesday that we saw these like the the theaters were relatively empty uh it was kind of nice because most of the time when I'm going to the theaters, it's like for like a big kind of like action, like set piece film. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to go back and just kind of enjoy cinema, if you will, Chris. So, so you, you actually bring up a good point here. So one, I've told Mike not to tell me anything about the French dispatch because I've not been able to watch mm-hmm. it yet. I've been waiting for a coworker who was on vacation. He's back. So now we're, we're looking at times, but I was unable to see ghostbusters afterlife this week because of my 12 um, hour delay on this. So we will not be talking ghostbusters. However, I am looking at going Tuesday after work uh, because I feel everyone's going to be traveling for the holidays and so that theater will be pretty empty so it's glad to know that you enjoyed your weeknight theater yeah. experience the, yeah uh, the only thing I can really say about the French Dispatch it, it's unabashedly Wes Anderson right so if you like Wes Anderson uh, it's a it's a safe bet right but I don't think this is going to turn the tides for any person that was either ever on the fence or, you know, haven't formed an opinion yet. So, uh, yeah, if you like Wes Anderson, you're getting it full force with the French Dispatch. Last Night in Soho was interesting. Uh, very, very vivid, very intense. I went in hardly knowing anything about it, and it was it was a fun time. Uh, I would say pretty uh, middle of the road for the most part when it comes to uh, Edgar Wright. But I think one people one thing that people forget about Edgar Wright is he really retained and built all of his fan base really on the back of Simon Pegg writing his movies. Uh, and I'm sure they collaborate great, and he's still a great filmmaker. Uh, but I, I think I enjoyed Last Night in Soho maybe more than I did Baby Driver. And I just mm-hmm. thought Baby Driver was good but incredibly overrated. So uh, I, I'll always go to the theater and watch something Edgar Wright style and it felt like a very if I could have watched them back to back that would have been fun too as well because they're like they're both kind of like iconic directors now they're lucky enough to where they have like a built-in fan base that they can kind of get whatever they want made right um so it was a fun time heading to the theater to watch those. But now I'll hit you real quick with all the other stuff I watched, uh, increasing in maybe uh, polarization. Uh, so to start off, uh, Dogs in Space. <laughs> it's a Netflix cartoon show, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's animated, and it's dogs in space. And they're genetically modified dogs sent off into, into the universe to look for a new home uh, for humans. 
And it's kind of like this interesting mixture of it's definitely a show uh, kind of aimed towards kids, but it's got a very broad kind of all ages appeal to it. So there's obviously like no swearing or anything like that. But, you know, they'll push the envelope a little bit here or there. Uh, all of the dogs have very kind of like lovable personalities, right? So it kind of works well with the, with the tone of the show. But uh, Dogs in Space, uh, g- g- check it out. It's a, it's a fun voice cast. Like every dog is like somebody, uh, an actor that you've uh, heard before. Haley Joe Osman, he's the captain of the ship. Um, I never remember his name, uh, but uh, Cheedy from The Good Place and also Love Life on HBO Max, he plays a dog. Like everybody's a dog. There's so many dogs. It's great. So go check yeah. out Dogs in Space. It, it reminds the title reminds me of um again a muppet thing uh they did pigs in space in the old muppet <laughs> show uh which was a, which was a spoof on star trek so that's that's funny to that's that's what my yeah. mind would do exactly so so if i'm going in the order here from polarization probably the next one would be wheel and time that was a brand new series i would say premium series that was added to amazon prime this weekend and i believe it's based off a of book franchise yes. we, I, I don't know anything about the franchise we, I don't we, know ha- about you, we have a well i i don't personally um my wife teaches fifth graders so they they know a little bit more but um uh-huh. one of one of our listeners uh marshall he's a i believe he's a huge fan of this series i hope it is gotcha series. so if he i know he's listening so give us some bullet points <laughs> or what you think of the yeah. the the adaptation at least for us. yeah there's uh three episodes available now we only watched the first episode but i am always in the contingent of i will watch anything expensive just because i want to see how the money gets paid and i would say uh you, you get a pretty yeah exactly <laughs> you, get a pre- you, you get a pretty good like uh uh, a final act of the first episode that has uh, some fun visual effects, some fun creatures, action fight scene that I think's hooked me enough to go through uh, the rest of the series. There's like this really intense, brutal moment uh, that I won't spoil it, but like it's something that I've always thought of. It's where uh, <laughs> I'll be as vague as possible. One character kills another character in the first episode, and it's like honestly very shocking and brutal. Uh, especially for the fact you've only really been with these characters for about 40 minutes when it happens. And you're just like, whoa, that is intense. I can't believe I've never seen that type of thing happen before in like any sort of like media, the way it goes down. So like that has me like really hooked and it doesn't really happen either with like the main character. It's just kind of like side characters. So it was pretty intense. So I'll, I'll end my vagueness and just say I I'm hooked and I'll probably watch more of this. Um, so Wheel of Time is a recommend for me. So uh, let's go, I would say, next to Red Notice, which is a movie mm-hmm. that came out two weeks ago, which, uh, just like I said before, I'll watch anything that they spend a lot of money on, and I can't imagine a movie that stars arguably maybe the top three movie stars out there right now uh, with uh, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever he goes by officially now. He's a uh, rapper. Are, Leave him alone. <laughs> they are. I keep hearing that freaking song that he's in uh, in, the, in the back of a TikTok videos, man. Uh, but <laughs> it is so incredibly average of a movie. And maybe that's not a bad thing overall. Uh, it kept my attention for the, you know, two hour runtime, whatever it ended up being. But, uh, it, <laughs> well, I, I think I said this in our group chat before, right? Like, not only are these like the top three probably paid and hireable actors in mm-hmm. Hollywood right now, but they also always play like the exact same character in every movie that they're it, in. Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. 
So, right. so someone on the airplane uh, Thursday was uh, watching this on his phone. Like, like uh-huh. he had his phone propped up on the plane watching this movie, and I'm like, oh. But I could see the movie <laughs> like very clearly from where I was sitting. Uh, and I was like, this looks like literally the least amount of effort any of these three actors ever had to put into a movie. <laughs> they just show up, be themselves for a few hours, and then go home, and it, everyone everyone yeah. wins because nobody hates them. <laughs> so. I, I will give props to Gal Gadot, though, because I felt like the, she actually really tried to play a different style of character in the film. Uh, you know, not drastically different, but it seemed like maybe she was pushing herself a little bit more than the other two actors. Uh, they definitely set the film up for a sequel, and I'm positive a sequel will happen because I think that I read some of the headlines when this movie came out on Netflix over that weekend was it was like the biggest Netflix premiere that they've ever had. And who knows what that even means by numbers, right? Because they hold on to all of the numbers. So you'll you'll be seeing more of this. So, you know, it, it, I think it's worth the price of admission, which I would say is free, right? But it, it is, it's incredibly average. So if you have to do the dishes, put this on in the background. If you're working out, put this on in the background. Studying, doing homework, put this on in the background. So uh, last up. I think everybody was expecting uh, this maybe to be the most polarizing thing out there uh, this week, and that is the live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. And Chris, I I still have not fully formed my opinion on this show. Okay, yet. don't say I, anything yet. Like I gotta crank okay. through some more of the anime before I get there. Got gotcha. Well, I'll say I've I've watched three episodes so far, which is equivalent to what the the critics received before it came out. So I'm at least on par with what a lot of the reviews are using to uh, be the foundation of their opinion of the show. And I, I can't decide if I, if I love it or hate it yet. It's just, it's so strange. It's, it's, it's incredibly campy, but sometimes you can't tell if they're doing it purposely or accidentally. Um, and then at the, at the, at the same time, are the special effects bad or are the special effects good? Cause they're trying to hit this vibe. And then it's like, are they trying to literally interpret the anime too much or, or, or should they be doing, trying to be do something different? Like it's definitely a lose, lose situation, right? When you're adapting something so beloved, because you're always going to turn people off no matter what you do. I just, I don't know where to set my brain. So I, I feel like I'm one of those video game reviewers, right? That put out their thoughts, but they refuse to give it a score, right? Before they've played the whole game. Cause you know, that was like a whole drama when it comes to reviewing video games of just like, how can anybody review a 40 hour game when they've only had it for like a couple days, right? To review yeah. it. So I kind of feel like I, I'm in the same vein for Cowboy Bebop. All I can say right now is I really love the relationship between um, between Jet Black and Spike, uh, John Cho and the, the actor that plays Jet Black. I, I really love their chemistry on screen and haven't seen a whole lot of Faye Valentine just yet, but she's been she's been really good when she's popped up. So I mean, that's good. And at the core of any piece of entertainment, you want, you know, good chemistry and good performances. But I think I think you'll totally understand what I mean, Chris, once you jump into it. It's just like you just it's strange. And that's all I can say Uh right now is it's strange. But you can say they didn't play it safe. And I feel like there's been a lot of adaptations where they have always tried to play it safe. So uh, I I think you'll run the gamut of opinions on the show if you go uh, look them out there. So uh, (laughs) Cowie Bebop, I I think maybe we should do a spoiler cast maybe on the first season if we we end up uh, finishing it in in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, well, um, the only thing I've heard of is uh, there the 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 character Ed is confirmed to be in the show. 
Yeah, un- unfortunately, people have been uploading the clips of the reveal of the character. I don't know what episode it happens in, mm-hmm. uh, so I've I've scrolled as quickly as possible whenever I've come across it, but I have had a visual confirmation of what the character looks like. And uh, so I'm just kind of waiting to see what it feels like once I see it uh, within an episode. But it, it is... It is going to be probably one of the most polarizing things I think Netflix puts out, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. wow, uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop! There you go, people. All right, all right. Well, let's jump into the news then. Let's let's get into this because we got we got some stuff to get places to be in this episode. And the first one we're going to talk about is Hawkeye because Hawkeye uh, is going to drop on two or on Wednesday, Mike, uh, with two full episodes of the six. My, bra- so- my brain knew this was going to happen, Chris. Yeah. Because I had a dream last night. Where I was an archer and Hawkeye, I was there. It was one of those weird dreams where, like, sometimes you're Hawkeye and sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're watching them and sometimes you're not. So, like, archery has embedded itself in my brain. So I am mentally ready for Hawkeye on Friday. Wednesday. Or is it, or, or is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're all Wednesdays now uh, for some reason. So you can actually um, talk about this before Thanksgiving if you get to catch it on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, it's dropping two episodes. It's a six episode miniseries, so it'll be done before, or I think around Christmas with uh, Bucket Boba Fett starting the week after. So they're they're cranking through these, and this will be, um, I believe, the last of the Disney Plus TV shows they announced, wasn't it at at Comic Con we were at? Uh, mm-hmm. After this, we get to go into like She Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, all those other fun stuff. So I'm um, very excited to see this, and um, I was thinking about the other. It's really He's really the only uh, original Avenger who didn't get his own movie um, at the end of the day. So um, we'll see if this leads into something or, or where it goes. Because it's really, to me, this is interesting because the stakes aren't world-ending, right? Like, we are so used to, like, world-ending stakes in all these other mm. kind of shows. And um, he's just dealing with some thugs in New York, it looks like. So I'm very excited to see. I, I literally wear, like, oh, my God, you know... Um, the earth isn't going to be destroyed by Ultron kind of thing again. So it'll be a little, 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 little better. So just check some thugs and jumpsuits, man. Just some yeah. thugs and jumpsuits. Exactly. That say bro a lot. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, are they called the tracksuit vampires? I believe is what they're, they're in the comic books. But anyway, that'll be it. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, we'll have that at the end of the episode. Uh, moving right along here. Spoilers for those who have not seen Eternals yet. However, this is official stuff being released at this point. So if you don't want this, we have time codes jump around. Um, Pat Oswalt did some motion capture for a character. Uh, that character mm-hmm. being Pip the Troll. And uh, come to find, he didn't just do the voice. Uh, would have Probably would have been easier. Uh, but he actually did motion capture for this little CGI scene that was all of like, what, a minute long? Maybe two minutes mm-hmm. long? So um, he does look like a little troll uh, in, in all this stuff. <laughs> But I assume maybe they gave this to him for playing ball with uh, his his Modoc series, and you know not uh, you know it's like hey you know we're we're canceling your show but guess what you can be in our you can be a CGI character in our in our movie yeah I mean his uh he's uh been growing in value just every year with his like nerd cred right um I would say side by side along with the value of uh Bitcoin and cryptocurrency uh-huh. uh his nerd cred has been growing as well so I think he's just to the point now it's just kind of like uh, let's just bring him in we all like Pat Oswald I'd yeah. like to meet Pat Oswald let's bring him into the yeah. motion capture I'm sure he'd be down right because uh that that's one thing that you get right with when nerds become famous is you just get like an overall uh, appreciation 
Nation. Um, the actor, uh, I, 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 I told myself I was going to remember how to pronounce his name, uh, but I cannot internalize it. it the, the actor that plays... Um, that plays Appa in Kim's Convenience, and he was also the X-Wing yeah. uh, pilot in Mandalorian. Uh, I watched some interviews uh, with him, you know, when he was getting that X-Wing and that Star Wars role and everything, and, like, it was just nothing but just appreciation. I, and I can't imagine how great it is to work with somebody like that, right? You don't have any, like, divaness, right, of, you know, are they going to be mad about the call times or, you know, anything like that. They'll, they just want to be on set working with the with the creative, so... I'm sure that's an easy yeah. decision. Yeah, and then also uh, he does. He was in multiple seasons of Agents of Shield as well. So he mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he plays ball with the Marvel people. Seems like they seem to to enjoy him. So this is good good stuff. You can check out here. The second photo he included, um, where he's like um, with the one with the orange arrow, looks like it's in the volume because I'm like that's not really a forest behind those people. That looks like it's projected, doesn't it? Um, yeah, a little bit. Like, is this, like, the edge of the volume, like, before they step into the actual set? I don't mm. know. He was also never Paul in... Paul Sung Hung Lee. That's his hey. name. I will try to remember that one. Yeah. Well, it, it, since he is, has been cast in the new live-action uh, Avatar, right, uh, we can mm-hmm. we can talk about him. We'll talk about that later. Probably not today. Probably, probably as a... I want to see some official photos from that show, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but also... Why I don't know why this guy's on set with the trees because he was never in the actual movie other than the spaceship, <laughs> right? So, um, looks like they're just using CGI stuff all around in, in regular mm-hmm. places. Um, all right, next up we have Blade, um, uh, and uh, Blade has got a new uh, cast member, uh, Delroy Lindo. Now, I I know he has he's in the harder they fall. Um, but I know he's been in more stuff as well. Um, and I, I do. Oh yeah. He's yeah. definitely one of those faces that when you see him, Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm familiar with this guy. He, it, he's one of, he's one of those. Exactly. I, um, I know, uh, da, 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 he, um, I remember him from the, uh, I remember from the core, <laughs> it were, isn't he yeah. one of like the scientists that's on that ship that's drilling to the center of the earth? Oh, most likely very much. Most likely. Um, I always see him and he's like either playing like something really serious in a goofy way or, or, or something else. I don't remember. Um, so, but anyway, uh, he, he has been cast in blade as an unknown character. Um, and some people are thinking it might be maybe his father in, in the, the movie as well. Like maybe, maybe, uh, blade's father, but I don't know. I really have no idea. Mike, this movie is a big question mark. For me, um, I, I know we have an actor and a director and I believe a scriptwriter, but like, we don't even have vampires proper in the MCU. Like, this is like a, a big nebulous thing of, of good things, but like, you know, I, I want to know more. How, how are they going to mm-hmm. do this, Mike? How are they going to pull this off? But, you know, the more they cast, the closer we're getting to see uh, what what that looks like. Um so, um, I was, uh, I was just looking at Mahershala Ali's age and, um, Delroy's age and yeah, yeah, that are theoretically, it could be a father there. They're separated by about, uh, about 22 years. Mm-hmm. So it could be a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, it could be, it, it could be his, his, um, I think his dad was a, a vampire, right? And his mom's not, that's why he got her. his mom's bit by a vampire while she was pregnant with him. I don't know. Um, but you know, like we always have the Whistler character in the other movies, which was, you know, Chris Christopherson. So, um, yeah, so we have 
some of some of that going on with Blade. Now, here's what I did, I didn't know you didn't know about the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That's that's uh, what do you know about this? Anything at all? Well, the only thing I know about Guardians of the Galaxy in general, when it comes to uh, the Disney parks, is the only thing that really Disney World itself can build east of the Mississippi. Right? Do you know due to Universal Studios down there having most of the Marvel characters is just kind of stuff that's not in the contract. So they're just like, yeah, let's build as much Guardian stuff as we can because it's probably the most well-known IP we have right now that is outside of that uh, Universal Studios contract. So uh, that's the only thing I know, you know, when it comes to Disney World down in Florida. Yes. So Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe. Um, probably since it, it came out after the fact, um, right? It falls outside of those contracts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have been working at Epcot to build uh, a, a Guardians of the Galaxy called the Cosmic Rewind opening this summer of 2022. Now, this isn't the only Guardians of the Galaxy ride. You guys have one out there, right? They turned the Tower of Terror into the Prison Escape. Is that... Yeah, mission it's, escape uh, or something a, like that. It's a it's a fun time. I w- I would assume that they were gonna they're they'll do something similar when it comes to the music yeah. of just making it just a uh, just a party in your little uh in your little trolley yeah. car that you're in just with a bunch of like you know fun music yeah. throughout the ride. Yeah, and and for this, um, it's a the first reverse launch coaster at Disney World. Uh, and one of the longest fully enclosed coasters at Disney World as well. Oh, so I'm guessing the gimmick is you go one way and then you go back backwards? Probably. That, I mean, it's called Cosmic Rewind. Um, so whatever story they're telling, there's probably some sort of time travel or back and forth. My guess is going to be similar to when they do the, 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 the space jumping, you know, when they're, like, they're traveling through mm. those portals and it's all wonky. Um, probably something like that. But um it's a family coaster, so I, I and, and it's a storytelling ride, so I think it won't mm-hmm. go very fast. It'll just be interesting. Um, the yeah. the frozen uh, roller coaster, quote unquote coaster, which is like a, a log ride, indoor log ride at Disney World Epcot, it goes forward and then it stops and then goes backwards the rest of the way um, through the ride. So it could be something like that. Um, yeah, there's a uh, Universal out here. I don't know if it's the same in Florida, but out here uh, they had a mummy ride based on the old kind of Brendan Fraser mummy movies that went one way and then went backwards, and it was pretty fun. So, uh, fun gimmick, definitely worth uh, wait in line. Yeah, yeah, and I, I Epcot's um pretty up there for me. I I really enjoy my time at Epcot, and um and you know any anytime they're they're like I said um getting breaking outside the envelope here I'll, I'll definitely go with that and then also glenn close will return uh, to her price rules nova prime for this ride so um she's not been in the movie since uh guardians one so that's that's you, good to know is she do you think she's anywhere else in the park as uh, uh 101 dalmatians uh what's that character's name again cruella Cruella, yeah. Can you can you have two Glenn Close appearances in one park at once? Well, that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, I I will see if I can get a photo op uh, <laughs> of the Glenn Closes, so we we can check that out. Uh, best opening summer twenty twenty two. So I was gonna try to go this spring, but it looks like I'm going next fall maybe. Booking yeah. this ride, so I'm gonna check it out. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has another setback. Mike, uh, actress Letitia Wright had an injury on set a couple months ago. Apparently, um, they were filming without her while she was recovering, but it's bad enough where she won't be able to come back to at least January or February of next year. So they've 
uh, halted production until she can come <laughs> back. And this, uh, this is, as far as I know, before you, before we go down that road, this is an <laughs> actual injury on set that, that she was hurt in, not everything else. All, all I will say is that when I saw this news pop up and I looked at the replies and comments on social media as everyone was just like, just get rid of her. Just yeah. take her out of the movie. Can you imagine if she was, uh, if, um, if Chadwick was still around, like, you know, battling cancer and she was, you know, refusing uh, a vaccine and yeah. uh, he would not, no one would, uh, no one would put up with that, you know, on set. So that's just what people are saying out there on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, and I'm just saying I'm inclined to agree with them. That's all. So yeah. uh, I, I, I'm curious what will happen in this like downtime. You know, is somebody going to go back to the script, maybe move some things around, cut some things, change the endings to maybe uh, minimize a certain character? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. I don't know if they want to change the script a third time. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, you know... Um, I don't think the movie will be delayed. It was recently pushed back till November of next year anyway. So uh, my guess is this won't affect the release date at all. They'll be able to, to knock out whatever's left with her and, and go down that road. Scarlett Johansson is apparently working on a secret, top secret project with Marvel Studios that is not related to Black Widow, Mike. Um, I, I think this came out with either one of the producers or even Feige himself said this. Um earlier uh, this week um and so i don't know what this would be if it's not related to black widow is it an animated series is it a um, something else probably not an actual movie i think um well i guess no loved lost with no. the uh with the whole lawsuit that happened earlier this My- summer but she probably got a really good deal for this to make up for that one <laughs> My- yeah i mean i I, I mean, I would I would just assume it, it could always go either way, right? You know, it could be like something just uh, just uh, ego ruining, right? Or you know, realistically, it's just a bunch of lawyers in a room talking to each other, and then you just kind of wait to see what the lawyers say, and then like all the creatives just get back to work because they don't really care; they just want to make good stuff. So, you know, maybe that's maybe that's how it ended up going. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I think you know, I think her. Uh, you know, disdain was with um, Disney, not Marvel, as, mm-hmm. as it is. So, it's probably if she was able to work out that stuff, um, and you know, her uh, reputation and longevity in Marvel as as her character probably would yeah. would see through. So, and it sh- and it should be noted, I th- I believe Kevin Feige was always outwardly supporting uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, even during you know that uh that box office debacle when it came to uh, the Black Widow. So. Yeah. Marvel Studios related. Yeah, I guess if you are to push forward in the timeline with the with the character of Black Widow, even though it says it's not related to Black Widow, you know, it could be something multiversal or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think animated does kind of feel right, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you, you can bring back her voice role possibly. But even then, that's still Black Widow related. So what does she want to do with Marvel that's not related to the character of Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> would she just play a different character? I don't know. May, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, once, uh, once like an actor is kind of within, you know, the Hollywood 
uh, with within the within the you know soup churn of entertainment for long enough, you know they kind of want to start making their own stuff. We heard the same thing from Chris Evans when he was kind of throwing around the idea of you know maybe retiring uh, Captain America was he wanted to make stuff, he wanted to direct stuff. So maybe Scarlett Johansson wants to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of opportunities. I know um, she's uh, one of the main characters in the movie uh, series Sing or whatever, right? So. Sing 2 is coming out. That's why I put animation to her, because I'm like, oh, she's working in that stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and she could literally be somebody else, um, not Black Widow related. But yeah, I think if she wants to do anything, um, she can probably do it. I mean, she's got enough pull, and I think she's like one of, one of the most highly paid actresses for a while there as well. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe she wants to play Miles Morales in the upcoming <laughs> Spider-Man movie well she did yeah. say she could play a tree right yeah she did so that's this that brings in our next thing so sony is talking about developing a live action miles morales movie um i don't think this is a matter of if i think it was more of a matter of when and who was going to mm-hmm. do it so um yeah, yeah. Well, we we all know what i think about this right because I, I i think i bring this up uh, most of the times when we talk about this character on the show of who owns Miles Morales, right? Because obviously the Sony deal with Marvel was made well before the character was ever created. So was there a legacy deal on that contract of every time a new character is created, uh, Sony owns that? I mean, that seems pretty steep, but I suppose it could exist in a contract. I mean, Marvel was in dire straits and selling off these characters to other studios kind of kept them alive and kept them afloat. So uh, there could have been a provision in there, but at the same time, maybe it's a gray zone, right? And the studios are just, maybe they're going to start kind of like vying out there in the public we've already seen that happen before with marvel and sony you know they start throwing rumors and tidbits out there and, and you know gauge the the temperature of uh the reception of uh the public out mm-hmm. so maybe maybe they, maybe this is the first shot across the bow of sony's just like hey guess what we're thinking about doing miles and then maybe well, disney's gonna step up and go like hey hey you don't own that character uh-uh, that was well, the, that was created the, after this contract well, the, was made the problem with your logic there is there literally is into the spider-verse which has miles in it by so yes but i mean it's it's an animated property though so who knows that's, uh, when it comes when anima- it comes to that animated Mar- uh, spider-man is all marvel that's why all the tv shows are through marvel so mm-hmm. it, that that one that one is confirmed that one's not not a guess on the animated stuff so i think my thought process here is they planted the seeds for miles in the first spider-man movie right by having um mm-hmm. uh what's his name um Donald Glover. Donald Glover in there. So what if it it's Sony is the, I, my guess is Marvel and, and Sony have already worked out these deals. Uh, whenever they had that big breakup, what was it last year, two years ago or whatever? Like mm-hmm. where they're like, we don't know where Spider-Man three is going to be. Cause you know, we're all fucked up and in, in the head. Um, but I, I think this might be something where they've already worked out the deal and there's probably miles Morales, but what if it's Sony is developing it, but it's in the MCU, like literally Spider-Man is right now. Like what if it's the same way? Um, but like Sony, it ha- all the, all that detail has to come from Sony first before, you know, it can get to. Yeah. I, to I think that the, the one thing that is obvious at some point in time, miles yeah. is primed and ready to go. Right. We've yeah. already had now three franchises 
with the character of Peter Parker. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I love Spider-Man. I love the character of Peter Parker. But I mean, what's this whole universe doing is pushing forward, adding new characters, people mm. picking up new mantles. Uh, I mean, Tom Holland's not going to be Peter Parker forever. I mean, actually, when you think about it, I think people think, you know, the Spider-Man character is still relatively new and fresh because Tom Holland's young. You know, the character, you know, <laughs> didn't really pop up into the MCU until it's like Civil War. Five so it years seems now. like he's fresh. But like he's been he's he's now in December going to have like three of his own standalone movies. Like I've lost track on what other movies, what other Avengers movies he's like popped up and been in. Like he's he's been out there. He's been active. He's been in it every year except I think 2020. He was in something like. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the character is uh, is foundational right now to the MCU. So it makes sense that you would see Miles soon. And well, and, and Sony's have had a hit with their video games, right? Their Spider-Man and their Miles games. So mm-hmm. there's there's definitely room for both the Peter as he gets older and uh, out of high school and Miles to come into the same world he's in, literally with yeah. so- Sony and Marvel. So yeah. the big the big question I would have is the big kind of pivotal moment in the comic books that kind of makes miles the spider-man is will they kill off peter parker slash Mm. tom holland i mean it could be a very emotional moment right i mean we all saw what happens you know when you have tony stark die in the mcu it's a big emotional deal and impact and i would imagine it would be almost even even worse because like you know peter parker is you know he was an adult in the comic books well in the in the in the ultimate universe was he technically an adult no he he died he was 16 uh and miles was only 13 yeah they were actually younger um but in the ultimate universe peter actually didn't die um everyone just thought he was dead and then eventually miles was merged into the main universe so there's a lot of options they have to <laughs> to kind of go down that road because even in the the video game you know peter's what uh what mid-20s maybe uh and yeah, yeah and he's, miles out, he's out like of college six, and everything yeah yeah he's he's been working um you know and stuff so you know and and he's uh miles is like 16 or so so there's yeah. options for, yeah, for what, I mean, whichever way they want to go with it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this character is, is primed for the big time. So who's mm-hmm. gonna pull the who's gonna pull the trigger? It, it, it does it, the most obvious answer, like what you brought up, right? It's a joint venture. You know, yeah. we've been doing it successfully uh, with uh, with Tom Holland as Spider Man. So let's let's do it as Miles. I, I wonder who the casting is going to be. Is it going to be an actor that we're familiar with? I wasn't familiar with Tom Holland at all when he was yeah. cast. Uh, I just I remember googling his picture. and He's like he's got a big mole on his face i bet he yeah. gets that removed and he i bet there's some people that don't even remember he had a big old mole yeah. on his face yeah. not on that there's his, anything bad gen. with it yeah. but, but movie stars typically don't have big defining you know stick out features you know yeah. Uh, yeah. on screen um but yeah i'm curious to see what the yeah. casting is going to be is it going to be a multiversal pullover or is it just going to be like a kid who lives uh he lives in is it harlem or yeah. the bronx it, i don't remember uh I don't remember that. But is it just yeah. going to be like a kid who's just like living, you know, just with his parents watching all this stuff unfold on TV and then, you know, gets powers and then, you know, great power, great responsibility. I'm right. still waiting for that line, right? When I'm curious when we're actually going to get that line. Is it going to be maybe Peter saying it to Miles and that's when we finally hear it again? Yeah. Uh, they're like, it's like they're toying with us. Yeah, it, there's a lot of opportunities here. And I think also there's an opportunity here. We don't know our Spider-Man's background, right, in the MCU, um, how he even got his powers. So... There, there's an opportunity here for them to explore that and also give us Miles at the same time. Well, yeah, we're going to get a lot of that in the animated show that yes. they announced. Yes, so there's there's definitely 
uh, the hell they could even introduce him there to start before they even do some casting. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, definitely some choices there. And also in terms of the Marvel, uh, or I guess the Spider-Man world, not Marvel, but um, Michael Keaton said he was out shooting some vulture stuff this week. Um, <laughs> we What other movies are in production right now? Um, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure No Way Home's locked. Morbius uh, is probably locked. Is Craven oh, doing yeah. some filming? Um, I, you know, Venom Three isn't starting to film yet. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I, it I might- Michael Ke- Michael Keaton is the reason why uh, reporters and interviewers are always acting are always asking every actor who's tangentially attached to the MCU yeah. questions about the MCU because you would think normally. They wouldn't say anything, right? Because they're not supposed to. But like, you know, it just takes one Michael Keaton to like let it slip that he's yeah. doing quote unquote vulture stuff, and th- that's why they're always going to get asked because they want that leak, they want yeah. that, they want that, uh, and, that exclusive, the scoop. And and Michael Keaton, sadly, is one of those actors you, you can't really fire him. Um, he's yeah. been Batman, uh, so he's a veteran. He doesn't he doesn't care. He's a great actor too. Yeah. So like, yeah. if you don't want him to talk about vulture stuff, you, you, yeah. I guess you just, just got to be more explicit. With yeah. Him. Just have a little conversation with him. But I think there's an opportunity here for it to either be some Craven, maybe some early screen tests, or uh, is this a Spider-Man No Way Home in credit scene or something else extra we've not seen yet um, that they've been waiting to film to the last minute? Um, so. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. Who knows? Uh, I, I'll throw my my dice out there and say maybe it's something for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if that's ever we have we've yet to see anything like Sony disseminate into Disney Plus. I'm curious if that will ever happen, but who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe Vulture's uh, popping up in something that's the, uh, being filmed right now for Disney. The other option I don't have written down here is Doctor Strange is doing reshoots, and Doctor Strange is dealing with multiverse stuff right now mm-hmm. uh, in his movie. So maybe. Maybe it's a cameo in there. Um, yeah. Could so be. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of opportunities here. Michael Keaton, he's a must have. Uh, he's probably one of the main reasons the flash looks like a good movie um, coming up because he's <laughs> returning as Batman. Mm-hmm. All right. Here it is. Meat of the episode, Mike. Everyone knows. Mm. Spider-Man. Stop sucking on the bone, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No way home trailer came out this past uh, Tuesday afternoon. Yes. Mike did not go in person. It's fine. He had other things going on. I had reasons. It was my birthday. I had had a massage earlier that day and I didn't want to follow up the nice massage with standing in line for a couple of hours. Uh, but the fun, funnily enough, the movie theater where this, um, where this screening happened was the same movie theater that I saw uh, the French Dispatch and uh, last night in Soho. So I was I was there the day before and right after that happened. So yeah. I could smell the nerds after yeah. after they had you, you missed, after they had left. Well, and it was weird because it's one of those things where I was like, people were live streaming us in the theater, and so like there was no secrecy around it really. Yeah. Once uh, once I saw that, I knew I I wasn't gonna have yeah. a FOMO because the the only there was just a bug in the back of my head. That I was just like, maybe they'll show an exclusive clip, like maybe like ten yeah. minutes, or who knows, maybe they'll go crazy and and they'll show the whole movie to the whole crowd. But then once I saw that they weren't confiscating cell phones, I was just like, oh, this isn't gonna be really anything. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you know the, the the attraction, the main attraction was Tom Holland showed up and maybe let one thing slip. But beyond that, like everything that was there, you could have seen through the eyes of people posting on Twitter, which is what I did. And I saved my feet and then I just chilled on my birthday. That's so right. That's and how we, it went for me. And we refreshed furiously for a good 15 minutes 
uh, that evening, and then and then talked uh, even more in depth about it. So we actually have four links to four versions of this yeah. goddamn trailer in our show notes right now. We have the official yes. trailer, which is what we saw. There's a 4K version, which is one of the theater decompressed versions. There's an IMAX version, which shows the height. And, and that's important because all the MCU movies are going to IMAX on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. And then a Brazilian version. We'll talk about why this Brazilian version is <laughs> It is now different. the Zapruder film. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is still out there. That's the weird part. I can't believe it's still out there. So this um, trailer gave us the confirmation. We have at least five returning villains in this movie yes we have um Uh, possibly two goblins uh the jury's still out on the second uh, unmasked goblin it is it is it is uh, on the 4k version we'll show you it is is norman osborne on that one okay so we actually have a green goblin of course uh norman osborne uh, willem dafoe himself returning uh an electro jamie fox uh as a different electro sandman who's just sand at this point uh (laughs) I would like to think um, Thomas Hayden Church will return um, at some point, but we just have a huge sand at this point. The lizard, which appears to be the same exact one from The Amazing Spider-Man, and uh-huh. uh, Doctor Otto Octavius, uh, yes. which we already knew about pretty pretty heavily. So. Yeah, but now I would say Otto is probably the most important update to this trailer overall because, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just get it out there. We didn't see any additional Spider-Men. We'll yep. talk about it maybe a little bit more when it comes to the Zapruder film portion of, of this topic. But no additional Spider-Men here. But Doc Ock, some interesting tidbits here. Yeah. Uh, he's got new updates to his arms, right? It looks, so, it looks uh, like when he's fighting Spider-Man on the bridge the nanobots from the suit take over the arms. Uh, yes. His. He's got some cool kind of like red running accents along the octopus arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see his, uh, maybe the ending of his confrontation with Spider-Man on the bridge, finding out that he is not indeed the same Peter Parker that he is looking for. Uh, and then we get to see him. I don't know if he's in like a magically enchanted cell, but yes. he is underground with the children and he is kind of quarantined off in this like cement gazebo. Uh, but he's not going anywhere and he's not moving and he's not trying and he's just kind of like... Um, he might even be helping. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. There I've, is a shot I noticed after watching the trailer for like the second or third time um, where there's a big like lightning blast in a building like a skyscraper I, and I, I, Otto is yeah. flying out of it. I think, so I think that might be the battle at the end possibly. Yeah, so there could be a confrontation there, but he does seem to have a... Uh, more of a nebulous personality when it comes to the other characters in the film. And, you know, that would kind of make sense because his character in the Raimi Spider-Verse was always a good guy. It was just his technology that kind of overtook his brain. And even just before he, quote-unquote, died, he he redeemed himself and and he saved... he saved uh, Peter there with uh, that fusion yeah. reactor and drowning it, and I think saved the whole city or at least part yeah. of the city. So it wouldn't be that big of a turn for him to be a good well, guy. So I kind I, of like that that positioning that they have for the character. My my theory with that is the um, the Iron Man. So we know this. Spider Man Two is one of my favorite movies. So we know that when his the robot hands are red. They're in control. They're like mm-hmm. like telling him what to do when he's listening. When they're white, the the chip is broken and he he's in control. Um, so my thought is the Stark tech is probably way smarter than his tech from his universe. Controls the arms, like 
quells the AI in the arms and brings mm-hmm. Octavius back. So he's trapped, and I think it's a prison like he talked about, like they're going to have to return them to their own universes, right? Dr. Strange mm-hmm. said that. There's a lot of doctors in this. Um, <laughs> so I think he is going to be helping them because he's probably got his human side back because of the, the Stark tech is still on his arms in yeah. that shot later. So, and then that I would mean, make sense if he's helping... Spider-Man, you know, maybe he wants to return because all he wants to do is get back to his his wife. That's really all. That's his yeah. tragic turn was the loss of his wife. Yeah, I mean, the big question here that we're trying to figure out is the chronology of yeah. all of this, right? Because we have another character we have to talk about, Electro, yes. who's sporting a totally different look. And I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, oh, this could just be a totally different Electro, you know, from a totally different universe from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man universe. Uh, but does no. that mean I, I feel like all of them would almost have to be from a different universe, but also at the same time in the trailer, uh, Dr. Strange says, Oh, all of these people have died by the hands of Spider-Man. That's why they're so pissed off. And they're yeah. like coming at you. But if, he just said they're dead. So how are they there? Like, are they coming back from the past? I, I'm sure the explanation is going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah. We've just been yet handed it, right? So, so yep. like, even when you see Willem Dafoe in his full goblin uniform, he's actually the only one that I'm seeing in the very classic head-to-toe look. He almost looks identical to what he looked yeah. like in Spider-Man One. So, yeah, I don't. My hands are just my. my I'm, I'm the shrug emoji so, right now. So I'm, I'm gonna. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to poke a hole in Doctor Strange's logic here because okay, Sandman never died in any of the Raimi movies that we saw. He mm-hmm. he went off in the end, right? He made his him and Peter made his peace, and he went off into the world. The lizard was turned back into a human in the end of Amazing Spider-Man One and put in jail. Um, he was back into his human form, if you remember, at the end of that one. Uh, so technically, two of these, I guess five didn't die by Peter Parker in the movies we saw. So I think they are multiversal versions of these characters pulled from that. And then they not necessarily fought our versions of Spider-Man. There are other ones. I mean, I guess that would be the multiversal cheat code, right? Because there's an infinite unlimited number of universes, right? So, you know, just by that definition, you could have any version of the characters that you want. And it redeems the look of, of Jamie Foxx. He looks more, he even has like a little electric blast. that looks like the old mask of electro. Like Mm -hmm. when he's up there, like I think it gives them an opportunity to like, okay, well we didn't really like that one in particular. Let's, let's do our version. Um, but you know, we can say it's silly. But at the same time, like this is the thing that's a little bit uh, uh, discongruent, but also uh, similar as well. When all of these characters uh, move on to a new movie in the MCU, they always get a little bit of an upgrade on their suit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Captain America's suit changes a little bit. You don't usually have to explain it. You know, Black Widow has new duds in every new movie, uh, and no, that never gets explained. And a different hairstyle too. Yeah, like I could theoretically imagine like a Spider-Man 4 from Raimi where Doc Ock comes back and he has like new arms and they have like the red flare to him, right? And yeah. nobody questions it. And nobody asks like where he got it from. And I can even imagine a situation where like uh, in another Andrew Garfield a Spider-Man movie, Electro, like, you know, maybe he's not blue anymore and he's just got like new duds and maybe the blue just wore off. That was just his fresh Electro yeah. look, right? So that still could be a possibility. But yeah, you got the multiversal cheat code of just like you know, just just tweak the Tobey Maguire universe a little bit, and you, you know you have yeah. your uh, Doc Ock with yeah. the, with the red arms. Yeah, well, you you see, uh, did you see in the tra- the the nanobot slowly took over his arms while he was there, like in the trailer, like 
No, I don't think I yeah, caught that. Yeah, part, th- so like, there's a shot where he's looking at his arms, and you can see the red nanobots taking over his arms, like in there. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I and and then earlier on the bridge, they're completely silver still. So, either way, regardless, we have these shots. I sent you a photo right before we we talked about this, um, mm-hmm. of Jamie Fox. Um, I didn't notice this the first time I, until someone else did these screenshots for me from the 4K version. He is got an arc reactor on his chest that he's using to power himself. Oh yeah. You don't really see it until you get the up close shot. Um, yep. But yeah, it does. It, it does very much look like an arc that, reactor. That is, like it could, that is Iron Man 2's arc reactor. Yeah. It could just be incidental, but it does look, I, so now like you can say, Oh, I'm imagining a multiversal scenario where there is an electro and this electro was so badass he took down Tony Stark yeah. at least for a moment in order to like to steal his arc and, reactor. And, and he he does have that um in the comic books he was powered by a device. So th- there is there is logic here behind this and like his origin, but like notice do you notice like his like got golden red highlights on his like little metal he's wearing too? Mm-hmm. So like the I hope it's not all like all these all these multiversal villains have Tony Stark power, but <laughs> I just wanted to see like I I have not seen that triangle arc reactor since Iron Man two um, mm-hmm. when he made that element remember in his in his garage uh-huh. he's like oh, I'm gonna rearrange these pipes here and, and make an element that my dad discovered <laughs> it's just, thirty it's years just ago. that easy yeah it's just that easy Chris anyway so there's that. Um, Let's 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 jump into the fun part here. The Brazil trailer, <laughs> the 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 trailer that has all the same footage minus one shot, where you see what appears to be one Spider-Man jumping at the three new villains, right? Electro, Sandman, mm-hmm. and the Lizard that were unveiled in this in this trailer, and um, it, it lingers on for like what four or five frames seconds too long and the lizard mm-hmm. does a complete one fucking 80 with his neck yeah yeah <laughs> like I, I i don't know i feel like there's team punch and team yank right mm-hmm. and i feel like team yank is mainly motivated by spider-man as a web shooter yeah. and you could see him possibly being uh maybe uh web shot and then swung around or could be team punch punch makes a lot of sense right the way that neck is flipping around yeah uh, i didn't i didn't notice this because i didn't kick, watch I the brazil yeah i didn't know i didn't see the brazilian version at all um but it is so funny just to see people like analyzing it and analyzing it and it does make a lot of sense i think the thing that really proved it to me more than anything else not like because you know some people could say like oh maybe it was just a weird physics simulation that they forgot to cut out but if you just look at the staging of the shot right uh the lizard and electro they're not running at him (laughs) yeah they're not looking at they're and they're looking off at perfectly blank spots on the frame uh suited perfectly compositionally for two other spider-men so it just really feels like that we're gonna have the other two there and i'm honestly i am very shocked that sony didn't that they pulled punches and didn't put these characters in the trailer i mean i i I, like it but it's weird though because like Everybody that is paying attention to to Spider-Man knows that they're in the movie. But I suppose that there is a large contingent of people that will be buying tickets and seeing this movie that are going to be totally surprised. And I'm entirely envious of them. Yeah. And 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 I know that I I love to be in ignorant bliss uh, watching this movie. (laughs) But, you know, at the same time, you you mentioned like, oh, it could be weird physics. It, It doesn't matter. This movie is too big 
to leave something like this up. Like I'm <laughs> oh, really surprised. I, like I agree. I, I would have yanked. I mean, I've worked in social media before. I would have yanked it and put up the new version minus like I would have cut it myself. I'd have cut those frames. I just ended it short uh, uh-huh. and got and gone to black. But like they've left this up too long for it to be something weird. But like I think this also goes to show they're cutting trailers to fool us. Um, they're, they're, nothing is fair game here. Like we can literally be proven wrong by any of these shots. Um, you know, um, it's just very, very, very sneaky. Uh, I do say I did, well, I, I, I did have a little bit of a heart attack when I saw, um, uh, they, they call her MJ, right? In this one. Um, yeah. Mary Jane. Is that, they don't call her Mary Jane. Is that her name though? Are you just, you're, Zendaya's Zendaya, character yeah. <laughs> doing the same fall off the building um, scene that uh, mm-hmm. Emma Watson did in Amazing Spider-Man Two right before it, they killed her, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I, I Emma, Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. There's sorry. too yeah. many. There's too many similar actors to, to keep we're, track we're of kill- all of this. Yes, Emma Stone <laughs> who played Gwen Stacy. Um, but I swore to God, I said out loud, "Oh my God, I bet." Andrew Garfield saves her. Like I thought like what if that's the reveal that they they're in the same universe? Like he's like I'm not I'm not letting anyone fall again kind of thing. Like th- wouldn't that be a fantastic reference though back to his oh defining yeah, moment in the- his movie? And what if that's the reveal of the Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like, yeah, like, like you know, because Dr. Strange says he even shows he's on top of the Statue of Liberty that now has Captain America's shield. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't stop them coming through. Is it heroes? Is it villains? Is this something else? Because we know there's a multiverse of madness coming. Uh, yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited to see what so that, that I is. W- I would like to use this portion of the show to throw out the most wild idea that you think could happen, right? Because this is a whole multiversal rip where things are opening. Uh, we don't know if this this portion that ends the trailer is happening before Toby and Andrew pop up or after. Uh, if you just had to take a wild just assumption of maybe what could come through that portal, what what would your guess be? Do you have any, any wishes, any hopes, any dreams? Because right now, I feel like we're not going to be very surprised because uh-huh. everything has leaked in this movie. Like, do you think Sony has anything pulled back that no one has guessed yet? Oh, uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, the problem is the only other live action Spider-Man one we have is what from the seventies and the Japanese one. So like, I don't see the animated Spider-Man Spider-Verse characters coming through, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I would, I think it would be f- crazy as hell if they got just CGI versions and the same voice actors from into the spider verse, um, to do like, maybe like re- like photo realistic life, life, like versions like Spider-Man noir, right. Or Spider-Man 2099 mm-hmm. suit, even for a moment, like imagine that scene. I, I know you're not a fan of Iron Man three, but the scene at the end with all the armors is cool as shit, right? Like when he pulls all the yeah. armor. So I'm like, imagine mm-hmm. that, but with just Spider-Man suits, like we don't have yeah. to know who is in them. Like they can just be CGI, but like, what if that was like, who's coming through as well? Yeah. Maybe Dr. Strange is like straining to kind of hold those rifts closed with his magic. And then you can kind of just see silhouettes of other, uh, my, my big, like dark horse guess, I'm just going to throw it out there in the world that this multiversal rip will establish a, uh, a ghost spider or spider Gwen, Mm -hmm. however you want to refer to her. Like she will be, uh, um, like a, uh, a multiversal uh, immigrant, if like, you will, like an actual. Uh, that's how. Well, that's how Miles got into the main universe. What if that's how they pull him in after we talked about him? Yeah, 
I mean, maybe I, I, but the one thing I feel like that's very important to Miles' character is his relationship with his family. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if, if we never get to establish that uh, and also his uncle, I feel like we're missing a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Spider-Gwen, we really just kind of want to see uh, an alternate version of Gwen Stacy uh, that is a uh, spider. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think I'm, that, that's, that's my wild guess. If it doesn't happen, it's not that big of a deal, but... I do feel like there should be con- a, a consequence of this happening, right? You know, it's hard for me to believe that this will all be like sealed up in a nice bow at the very end. And we know Doctor Strange is going to gonna go on into his own movie, probably to maybe to solve this problem finally. Um, but, you know, it would be kind of cool if maybe there was something yeah. left over, right? After all of this madness, somebody gets left behind and somebody has you, to deal with this new world. You, you, want, you want my thought? You want my theory? Yes, absolutely. Tom Holland will not be in the MCU anymore after this. He will go to a different universe to save this world. Yeah, but just in but just in time when Venom and Tom Hardy lands in their universe, it seems like well, that they would want to stay together for a little while. They don't say that he landed in the MCU proper. He just landed in the universe where Spider-Man is. Like, I, it, there, yeah, there could be another... Maybe. He could be another one. Like, I, I look... Would I'm thinking I'm I'm going out on a limb here, like you said, biggest well, craziest thing. Like I said, shots out in the yeah. and we gotta we gotta put it out there into the universe, yeah. Chris. Because that, if it does actually happen, we can roll back and we can cut an awesome clip and be like, yeah. "Wow, look at these guys! He, they guessed it before anyone else even thought of the, it." He will not make it to. He will have to sacrifice something um, to to win this, and I'm thinking it's his his his, his place in this universe is what he's going to sacrifice for that. All right. All right. All so. right. All right. Right. All right. There we go. We got we got the two we got the two uh, theoretical guesses yep. up there on the board. Let's see how they pan out. Yes, we do. And the next thing uh, you should prepare for after this after Thanksgiving after you know your Black Friday, you get to prepare for Spider Monday, which like you said Mike, they said with such confidence like we have called it this for <laughs> years. And I I was like what the fuck do they mean until someone said, "Oh, it's Cyber Monday." They're, they're they're selling tickets on Spider Monday, and I just I hate it. I absolutely hate it with all, everything in my being. And um, I will be <laughs> buying think, my tickets feel, as soon as I can on Monday. I feel like we got to be getting something new on Spider Monday. It might not be a trailer. It might not be any footage. But I am expecting at least a new poster on mm-hmm. Spider Monday, right? That has the whole cast of like the you know the Sinister Six or whatever it might end up being will be on the poster. Mm-hmm. Probably no other additional Spider people. Or maybe there will be. Maybe there'll be a couple extra just spider-like gloves in the corner and everything to kind of start hinting at it. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll have something to report on next week when it comes to Spider yeah. Monday. Well, not next week. It would be the it would be the following week. But yep. yeah, um, there are about I, don't think, I think eight TV spots that have dropped as well this weekend. Um, so um, we we probably have some more. I hate TV spots. I think they ruin too much of everything. So. Um, so just, just keep your eyes out for those or start blocking those keywords. If you want to stay unspoiled for Spider-Man, which drops in, um, a a month, a little less than a month, Mike. So December 17th. Anything else you want to add to this? It was a big topic. It was a big week for this. Yeah, it was, it, it gave us a lot to talk about, but it was... It was a little underwhelming, yeah. I would say, right? I, and I think it's just because we, we, we've known all of this for so long because they're so bad at keeping any of this secret. And I, I do wonder if it's just maybe because like Sony is involved and they just are having trouble keeping yeah. the keeping the lips tight, or is this just such a big, huge crossover that there was no way it was ever going to be able to keep under wraps, yeah. right? Uh, there's, so, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of famous actors and a lot of people working on this. I mean, yeah. 
So it's like I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I liked yeah. it. But, you know, I honestly, I was expecting the additional yeah. Spider-Man, which I was not given. So just another reason I'm glad I didn't wait in line to go watch yeah. a trailer. I just sat on my couch and watched it in my the piece of my own home. There you go. Well, we'll talk about, about it when it comes out later. Switching gears into Star Wars, uh, actress Natasha Lou Bordizo has been cast as Sabine Wren in the upcoming series. Uh, are you familiar with the character Sabine Wren? No, and I feel like just with everything uh, Star Wars recently, it, I'm running to Google yeah. so quickly. So, so uh, either to either to look up timelines or to look up where the character's from, because yeah. if she, if it's a Felony thing, it's, it's probably from a cartoon. It is. It's Rebels. So she's a Star Wars Rebels character, uh, and she she was um, the she's technically I guess uh, she's a Mandalorian, if you will, because uh, Felony's got a hard on for Mandalorians. Uh, and everything he does. So she ends up holding the dark saber at one point, um, in that, which is, you know, a big touching point in the show, the Mandalorian. Um, and, uh, she's, uh, I believe the love interest of, uh, Ezra Bridger, who we know is going to be coming to the show as well. So, uh, we assume she was with, um, Ahsoka the whole time. So, uh, in the, in the times of in, not in the, the Skywalker saga. So no surprise here that she was, in. I don't know this actress myself, but, um, seems to fit the bill pretty good. Uh, the news follows that they will be filming this up until the fall of 2022, and it will debut in spring of 2023 for the Ahsoka show. So, um, all right, seems to be fine for me, right? I, I got nothing else to add to that. Uh, I'm gonna- I, yeah, like <laughs> like I said, I didn't I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch Rebels, so I'm just kind of like, all right. <laughs> yeah, Sabine's pretty cool. She's she's a pretty cool character, and, and has a lot to do with again like the dark saber which you see in in that uh, in the Mandalorian. Uh, so we're gonna shift gears here. I just added this note here. This is live uh, off the off the presses, Mike. Live. Um, the rumor for the Batman is actor Barry Cogan, who played Druig in the Eternals, uh, is mm-hmm. the Joker in uh, the Batman movie. He was supposed to play like some sort of detective, but everyone's thinking that that's just a cover up because his brother uh, on the now deleted Facebook post said. So it's finally out. My brother playing the Joker in the new Batman. Unreal stuff. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm like. <laughs> I don't think that was out there, dude. Um, but no one thought they don't, no one thought they're getting Barry Cogan for a, a a a small role, right? Everyone knew like he he's probably playing something important in this movie. Um, yeah, I'm not too familiar with his accent outside of being Irish, I believe. So I I would assume he's got a convincing American accent. I mean, I suppose the Joker could be Irish. There's no there's no reason we couldn't have a Joker at some point in time with an accent, but. You know, he's a Hollywood actor. I'm sure he's got an uh, an American accent he yeah. can pull off. I'm sure they have the uh, budget to get him an, an, an accent coach uh, for mm-hmm. for that. So, um, yeah, uh, I only know him from the Eternals. I know he's also in the Green Knight, which is on my to watch list uh, this year. And other people knew him from the movie uh, Dunkirk. Uh, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I think he's a good actor. So we'll we'll see if this is true or not. I mean, you never know. Um, People are people don't know when they post stuff, so it'll be interesting to see if it really is too. I don't see him as a Joker, but you know, who knows? Well, how do they even fit, well, you, fit, you, fit him? In I the mean, movie? you could always go. You can always go back to the 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 classic internet posts of nobody thought Heath Ledger could be the the yeah. Joker either. So uh, he he is he is now the the setting yeah. point for. You just gotta wait till you see it. Yeah, I just don't want them to put the Riddler and the Joker and the Penguin. And who else and so on and so forth in one movie, right? Like they, <laughs> yeah. they need to earn Hopef- it. So hopefully it's like subtle, right? Like not yeah. not necessarily like an end credit scene, but it's just like you know they're establish building establish him like yeah. in a brief scene and then yeah yeah so get in there. 
Lastly, uh, Halo, uh, Halo uh, Monday was a big Microsoft day. Uh, they they had some announcements for the 20th anniversary of um, Xbox Live and, and Halo and I think Halo in general. Uh, and so to do that, they did a bunch of Halo stuff. They showed some documentaries coming out, some other stuff. They showed us literally the shortest teaser of a, the TV series coming to Paramount Plus. Like. <laughs> Literally, this could have been from the, the games. Is how little it was. Like it's just oh, yeah. literally someone it, putting on the suit that we know. Yeah, it's funny because this is kind of like you know a very official, like I would say, like you know, top tier, hopefully adaptation of yeah. the Halo universe, right? Um, not the first, right? Definitely not the first. But since we have already kind of seen official kind of live action. Uh, versions of like Spartans in general, and I think even Master Chief. Uh, For the commercials, it, yeah. It was it, it wasn't very exciting. This teaser, right, to yeah. see like you know the armor and the gauntlets and like the the glimpse of the helmet and stuff. Just like. Well, we've we've seen all of this before yeah. <laughs> with the very high budgets for like commercials and stuff like that. So, I think uh, we're gonna need to be see a little bit more. Uh, I need to, to I get need me to hyped. see the world. Like Halo's about the world and, and what he's yeah. doing and fighting and, and not all, the armor. Also. Also a weird thing too that they have to contend against. Um, I have seen very like high end like cosplay of like Master Chief like for like for like two decades now, right? Yeah. For a very very long time. Like I've seen the character interpreted in live action. So now I feel like if I see him in a trailer or a promo, it's just gonna feel like a you know some kid on YouTube made it, mm-hmm. right? So I almost feel like. Maybe they they need to do something to his costume that a normal just person off the street, even with really good technique and gear, couldn't do. Right? Yeah. You know what what what's a what's a little thing that like a cosplayer doesn't have access to, like some sort of like crazy like molding process or intricate details that you know not just anybody what? can pull off. Because that's going to be the only way that they differentiate this suit from just you know everything that I've seen on like uh, the cosplay well, Reddit boards, right? I, I think the other thing is movement. You don't see cosplayers move like the Master Chief does in the games, right? They usually just kind of stand mm-hmm. around or lumber around a Comic-Con floor. Yeah, and then the, the big armor plates just kind of like Chink, yeah. jingle around like right like it's <laughs> it's gonna come down to the movement how fast he is how big he is i mean he's supposed to be like eight seven eight foot tall uh person right in that suit like a genetically modified mm-hmm. person in that suit so i need to see the scale of it and i need to see the weight of it as well so um this was just really really a lackluster teaser for for me <laughs> as, as, a, as a longtime halo fan now the other big thing was they literally dropped halo infinite's multiplayer a month earlier um, quote, quote, calling it a beta um, for people to play if you have an Xbox or a PC. Now, Mike, you were able uh, to test it through Xbox Game Pass. You were playing it on your iPad with a play, I, or laptop with a PlayStation controller. I felt like I, it, even though it was like all official, what I was doing, it felt very jerry-rigged. Like I looked up the uh, requirements to play Xbox cloud gaming, whatever, yeah. whatever it's called. And actually my iOS devices that I have are too old for it. Okay. Um, at least, at least what they recommend right now. I went back in since I had the app and I was signed in and everything. I opened it up on my phone and I got it to work. So I think those are just maybe requirements, not like, you know, dead set. If you have an iPhone eight, you're not going to be able to get it launched. Right. Yeah. So I had a PlayStation controller, Bluetooth, connected to my Mac computer playing a Microsoft game. It just felt very, very funny to me. All things considered, the tech is its very cool, right? Just to imagine it. We've talked about uh, cloud gaming before on the show, yeah. but it, it just felt a little different playing like a very premium Halo title. It just 
Yeah. Halo has always felt like something that was like a walled garden, right? Unless you're fully invested in Microsoft, you're not going to be able to play it. And here I am on a Mac computer with a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Uh, but there was, even though I, I, I suffered very little visual um, degradation when it comes to like stall, stalling or... Um, like little glitches on the screen. It just couldn't quite live up to the pace of like competitive shooting, right? Like yeah. there was always just a very slight delay when I moved the joystick, which is just very disoriented when you're playing like, um, especially a game that like game. they're yeah. like, I have muscle memory tied to my puberty brain, right? When I played this game like way back in the day, right? And it was great being able to jump back into it. Like even though I was on a PlayStation controller this time around, I knew all of the buttons and what triggers did what. I got very used to it very quickly after a couple of matches. But yeah, the the cloud a- aspect of it, it's just not quite there. But I'm also kind of curious like is it just my brain messing with me, right? You know, have I just playing been have I been playing Warzone too much and just like Halo's a much more floaty game, so maybe is that it? You know, I even turned my sensitivity up all the way to 10 on the Halo game and I felt like I the I could I could have increased it to 1000 and I wasn't like seeing any difference. Mm-hmm. So, um I, I I would be curious Chris if you could like play some of the multiplayer, you know, on your console, yeah. you know, get used to it, get the feel of it, and then switch over to a totally cloud match, you know, that's not running off of your Xbox, that's running off yeah. of a server, you know, maybe somewhere in like Texas or California, and just see if you notice any of a difference, so, and you know, yeah. just to know if I'm going crazy or well, not. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going crazy. There is the the delay, like, um, I well, every time I do cloud, I always make sure I'm hardwired into something rather than wireless because you have that wi-fi like you're literally bluetoothing to a device which is in wi-fi to your router which yeah. is in connecting to a server i suppose i could i suppose i could try that that yeah. is one thing that i could try i was on and, wi-fi and i usually try to connect my controller directly to the device as well um through usb just as a i i, I know there's that lag in there especially if you're playing an online game shooters are about reaction right like being fast and mm-hmm. being able to to react to that so like i i can see why the cloud would would have that issue and that results but i think um I, are you on like the free trial is that right just uh well there for the first month you can get it for just a dollar okay. and i think that's just because they want you to plug in some sort of payment method yeah. so uh so, yeah pretty pretty low stakes a very low so, investment um try try they have hundreds of games try another one that's maybe not online and see what you think like i would love to get your feedback on microsoft yeah. because we've tried amazon's amazon was way too laggy for me to do racing um I Stadia didn't really get into a whole lot. What was the other one that came out? Was it GeForce? Um, so I, I'd love to get your feedback on maybe something like one of the ones I usually play on, on cloud gaming on my phone is Banjo Kazooie, um, the old N64 game, which is on there because mm. Microsoft owns Rare or like um, something that's not you're not relying on s- connecting to a server with 30 other people, yeah. like possibly it, playing it, on their PCs. Yeah, it is important to note when I when I'm when I went on the website to sign to sign up, they still have the word beta yeah. everywhere. So they, they are not under any uh, delusions yeah. that this is but, uh, ready to go full time. But it is fun to like imagine a, a universe where cloud gaming actually works. And then when you go to buy an Xbox console, there is an option in your head where like, oh, I'm sure they would still make hardware for it, but it would just be like a small little almost like Xbox streaming box, you know, maybe like the size of like a couple like decks so, of cards or something. And you plug let, that in and, let me, you know, that's let me blow all your, of it. Let me blow your mind here. Um, you can actually play all the cloud games on your Xbox now. Like if you have a one, a Series S or a Series X, you can do all that gaming on the yes, Xbox. But that costs... 
hundreds of dollars. Right, right. but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, uh, like I'm imagining something like ninety nine dollars. Oh, you know, uh, visually yeah. on the outside of it, it has like the slick kind of like Xbox like look no. and feel. You could plug a controller into it if you want, but like, there's no the all the hardware in there is all like streaming hardware. Right, right? But, but like that's they. I I don't think they're gonna go to a price that point. Like everyone has a phone, everyone has a, a tablet, probably or a computer. I think they they've drawn that line. But like the Series S is three hundred dollars for a, a, a next gen console. Um, that just doesn't have a disc tray. Um, and um, it, I think it would be a great... I've heard people have actually used the dev kit on that to turn it into an a emulation machine, as well as like do streaming and stuff like that. So I, I, I know what you're talking about, but like literally Microsoft is going in on like, we are the 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 so, into the surface of games, getting games into people's mm-hmm. hands. And I think that's, yeah. a, that's a really good... Uh, Really good yeah, thing. but playing the cloud ver playing the cloud version, it's like it's almost like frustrating because it's like you can tell they're so close, right? Yeah. You can tell like we are on like we're on the cusp of like if they just get it working, the whole game industry is changing, right? Mm-hmm. All of this hardware, like there's always going to be like people like the PC heads that like want the highest, best, top tier performance, right? But we are just right on the cusp yeah. of like like the majority of gamers moving to like a streaming um, platform. Yeah. I'd love to see them uh, get over that last bit. And that might be when you said that, that might be the hardware recommend recommendations, Mike, because if you think maybe it's the newer Wi-Fi they're looking for in the newer devices to, to, well, I I wasn't playing. I I was not playing on a device that I was playing on my uh, MacBook pro. Well, well, how, uh, I don't know how old your MacBook pro is. Oh, 2020 baby okay that's okay. one of the last ones that you could get with the touch bar <laughs> gotcha okay. I, I couldn't rem- i couldn't remember i i know um you guys have several devices i know your ipad's an older one your pro's an older one like yeah a little older of an ipad yeah. so anyway it doesn't matter um but they dropped this so halo multiplayer that the key of this is is free now um and anyone can really play it as mike attests across anything like it, it's mostly for xbox and pc which is where you know you want to play it you wouldn't want to probably do the cloud stuff but like it is just wild that i've never heard a game surprise drop their their one of their biggest you know the draws of growing up with you know was playing halo all the time every weekend you have a job mm-hmm. no you're playing halo at your buddy's house like everyone br- grab your tube tv and your your chonky xbox controller <laughs> and, and and let's load up and go have halo party so like i can't believe they dropped this a month early from the official release or three weeks early and um i, I was playing a couple rounds with my brother-in-law today you know we grew up together playing it and i it's just like you know we we've talked about things you know how do you how do you keep surprises in today's world you know with leaks in the industry and stuff like that and i was just really really impressed that they were able to do so like that like right then and there so um yeah. yeah i've been i've been having fun watching uh the clips that people are posting uh because you can do some pretty cool stuff with that grappling hook yeah it kind of has some momentum effects right if you're like launching i thought i saw somebody like launch a four-wheeler off of a ramp or something and then they grappled onto the four-wheeler and then the momentum transferred to the character so yeah i've seen other i've seen other people like save their lives with, yeah. so like there's some pretty cool things with that little feature i love yeah. traversal mechanics in games that's always fun yeah that one's really fun because you can um you, you're familiar with hijacking in halo right like mm-hmm. if you if you're able to get an enemy car you hijack them if you grapple them like and get mm-hmm. to them but my favorite is the it's called the repulsor um it's like a quick blast backwards of everything so if someone throws a grenade at you, you blast them and it, it can go back at them. And I stuck somebody earlier with their own grenade who like tried to do oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Or they'll you'll knock a vehicle over the edge of a map or something. If they Is that what goes. happens when the when the when the arm kind of goes up, like almost like they're holding like an invisible shield? Yes, it's just is a, that it's what just, that is. Yep, oh, okay, a quick blast. Yep. 
So um, definitely a lot of fun, a lot of new stuff, a lot of pressure riding on Halo uh, with their their show and their games and everything. So um, I'm hoping we have a have a good year for Halo all around. So um, probably talk about more about that when that drops on December eighth with the campaign. I'd love to see. I'd love to get your feedback on the campaign as well, since you can play the campaign through the cloud and it'll be. Oh yeah, month. and maybe and maybe that will be a little bit. Maybe the campaign, Ethernet into the computer, hardwire, plug the controller into the Mac. I'm not exactly sure how that works. A PlayStation controller hardwired into the into the machine, mm-hmm. but I'll give that a shot and maybe via the campaign. Yeah. Uh, I can play the campaign for free. Yeah, yeah. Or do I have to buy the game? Please? If you have Game Pass Ultimate, which is uh, the, oh, it is yeah, that's right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And there's also different tiers of Game Pass, but I just went with the highest quality uh, tier uh, since it was only a dollar. Ultimate so. is the only one that offers the streaming that you did. Um, regular Game Pass oh, okay. is like Netflix. You can just download the games and play them. So. Gotcha. Um, All right. Yeah. I'll I'll give that a try, and I will report back next week to see if I yeah. saw any improvements. Well, it's two weeks. The eighth is when the campaign comes out. Oh well. Yeah. Because I I was on the menu and I thought I saw it. It's, the word it says campaign, campaign but it doesn't. It. it it's not de- like it's not downloadable or playable even until the eighth. Gotcha. So, so. All right. I got. I, I <laughs> that's the that's that's the plus of cloud gaming, Chris. Uh, I don't got to download shit. It'll just be there. It, exactly. And that's what's cool about having it on the console is like you know games are getting larger, right? You know, you we play Call mm. of Duty. That thing balloons up in space. Uh. So like, I'm very excited to test. I've tested games that are on cloud without having to download them to my console and play them really fast. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's been uh, something cool to just fire up and go really, really, really quickly. Um, and I was able to get the new Halo Xbox Series X, uh, and I got that fired up and going. That's pretty cool. As I'm, a, I'm a Halo head, Mike. Can't help it. That's, what I, that's where <laughs> I go. Well, that is the episode for the week, Mike. We got our Spider-Man, and that's really what we were looking for, and I'm, I'm excited that we got that, and we got more... Uh, what we were looking earlier, we only got a couple more movies the rest of the year, right? Um, Kingsman, The Matrix, and Spider Man, right? That's that's what we're clocking in. Yeah, exactly. We're uh, we're closing up the end of the year. I still have to watch Dune. Uh, Got to go catch Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. I'm 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 getting back into the movies. So that's good. So we'll see how it all all shakes out here before 2022. Yeah, sounds good for me, Mike. If people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you chilling in that Bucky's onesie? Oh, on my Bucky's onesie. You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, my Xbox Gamer tag is also Valdan, V A L D A N, if anyone's playing Halo. So let me know what you want to do. Uh, if people know about the show, what we do, where they can find us, where they can leave us a review. I'd like to see some reviews this time of year. That's a great Christmas present for us. Uh, since, like we said at the top show, we don't get paid to do this. Some reviews would be nice instead. <laughs> so uh, where, can they, where can they do that at? Oh, head on over to Superhero Slate HQ, which is SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our kick-ass show notes. So if you want to see all of those different versions of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, we got that collected in our show notes. If you want to see that uh, poster for the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, we got that in our show notes and so many other things. So you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts and wherever else you love to review fine podcasts like ours. We really appreciate that. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out and let us know what your crazy, crazy expectations are for the very end of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. What do you think that they're going to throw into the universe through that universal rift? What's your, what's your crazy suggestions? you got to let us know because if it happens, we can give you the street cred because right. you said it here first so reach out let us know and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy uh go get your booster shot because those are becoming a lot more available for all ages out there so go get that make sure you're protected and we'll all be going back to the movies here this december to touch spider-man so that's it for me folks all right we'll see you folks next week bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe